Manimal here. It is Monday, January 22nd. Today on Texas Rangers with the boys, Kevin and I, we are back and we're going to talk about bullpen. We're going to talk about the pieces that came off the board this past weekend. We're going to talk about the pieces that are left. We're also going to preview the NL East and we're going to continue our name game. So join us today, Texas Rangers with the boys. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome back to Texas Rangers with the boys. We are the boys, your daily Texas Rangers podcast by a couple of pro wrestlers who love Rangers baseball. And hey, we want to thank you for making us the first listen of your day. And just in case you didn't know, your Texas Rangers are the 2023 World Series champions coming into 24, defending that title, and we couldn't be more excited about it. Never gets old. This is your boy, Kev, a.k.a. YBK, Kevin Frazier. If you want to catch me on social media, it's Kevin Lee Frazier. That is F-R-A-Z-I-E-R. You can also find Texas Rangers with the boys on social media at TX Rangers WTB. And don't forget to check out that website www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com All one word. And joining me, my co-host, the 300-pound minimal, a.k.a. Bull, a.k.a. Bull Knight. How you doing, buddy? Where can they find you on socials? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm uh, a little bit sore from hitting the cages this week. Mm, that was uh, so much fun. It was a ton of fun, but, I mean... Uh, I didn't realize how sore I would. No, I'm not, I'm just kidding. It's not bad at all. I just wanted to bring up hitting in the cages. It was um, so much fun, man. <laughs> yeah, knocking the I was rust. Thinking off. about it all day. Yeah, I hadn't I hadn't hit a baseball in a while, but uh, it's like riding a bike. Yeah. Yeah. You never know. Neither one of us have hit baseballs for years. Yeah. Like in the beginning, it was rough, but uh, you know, you get back in there, you start swinging the bat a little bit, and it it comes back real quick. Yeah, I thought it. I thought it really did. I was. I was pretty shocked at like uh, you know how both of us just kind of came out swinging, and then next thing you know, like we we're kind of in the groove. Arm warmed up, shoulder warmed up. My my left uh, anterior deltoid tweaked for about uh for pretty much all yesterday, and then uh, today it totally stopped, and uh, we're. You know, yeah, apparently, apparently the doctor, the doctor might have been right, but the, the scar tissue might have healed my uh, my my UCL. So uh, who knows? I, I didn't throw a whole bunch of uh, the of 12 to sixers yesterday trying <laughs> to trying to find out, you know, it's a no. first day of spring training. You don't want to go out there and blow it out <laughs> right off the bat. But, but anyway, there was a bunch of fun. I just wanted to say thanks for doing something that wasn't involving just sitting down and talking like everybody else wants to do. Um, <laughs> that seems like the people that want to come to my house now, they just want to sit down and talk and I get it because, you know, but not for me all the time. I'm not yeah. Talking is not as fun as hitting yeah. baseball. Yeah, no, not, not at all. You could talk while you hit baseball. I was, you know, whatever. Yeah, you can do 
you know, like it's, it's no big deal. Like that's not a big deal. I think like conversations probably happen all through baseball games just because it's so easy to conversate. But, but, but anyways, uh, you know, we're good here. Uh, my bills are out of the playoffs so we can focus right on baseball. Now I feel just like the Cowboys did last week when we talked about this, um, football season is completely over now for the boys and, uh, we'll, we'll get, we'll live on, uh, one thing I've learned about uh, being a Buffalo Bills fan for over 30 years is this is how it is being a Buffalo Bills fan for 30 years. Like the, like mm-hmm. this, like this is actually a step up from like the, the, like there was a whole stretch in there where it was like Super Bowls to nothing for a really long time. So, so this is a step up in losing. So it's fun. It's fun to lose in the playoffs instead of every regular season game, but whatever, I'll get through it is, uh, you know, another year gone by in the NFL, and we'll have uh, a, a team, not the Cowboys or Bills, that wins the, the Super Bowl. Um, but before we get on with the show, Twitter, X, Manimal Bull, Instagram, Manimal 300, and both Facebook and TikTok, uh, Bull Pro. So whatever your favorite platform of the, the socials are, hit me up on there. We'll start talking about these Rangers because it's getting close. We're inside what about 25 24 days something like that till spring training hits and uh you know i'm looking forward to uh seeing what uh, the rangers do these next 20 days and what happens with bally sports in the next 20 days and uh, what becomes of the remaining free agents that are still out there because some some big ones came off the board this weekend huh yeah, yeah. I mean, we're going to talk about it. Did you uh, give them the old socials? Or I did, you, yeah, yeah, I told them. I told, well, let's talk I, about I, these I times. I snuck then. it in there. I snuck it in there while I was complaining about how bad my football life has been for, mm. well, my whole life. <laughs> well, let's talk about first, let's, before we get into the bullpen signings and who's left, um, let's talk first about uh, this Matt Carpenter signing. He has spent what, half a year with the Rangers a couple well, years well, ago. Yeah, with the Round Rock Express within yeah. the organization. He didn't actually ever play as a Texas Ranger, I don't believe. I don't believe he has one at bat in a, mm. in a Texas Rangers regular season game. I would almost stake my reputation as a sports guy on it that he doesn't have one at bat as a Ranger. But he is from Allen, Texas. He played mm-hmm. his college baseball at TCU, so he is a local guy. Yeah, uh, he's going back to the Cardinals, huh? Like they're going to pay him like seven hundred thousand dollars or something like that, and the Braves are going to pay him five and a half million because for some reason they decided to take on his contract from San Diego for a relief pitcher. I hope it works out for him, uh, but you know they weren't able to deal him on, and uh, St. Louis is going to give him, you know, probably his last year in the league. Do like what you know Albert Pujols did a couple of years ago, and and finish out his career at St. Louis in front of those fans that inexplicably love him for mediocrity. Huh. Well, definitely, uh, that's definitely going to happen, and it's uh, it's a St. Louis thing. I mean, you know, like I could have sworn our buddy Jamie Holly was from St. Louis. Mm. You know, I mean, because he loves the mediocrity. Oh well, <laughs> nice shout out to uh, to Jamie Holly on the show here today. So absolutely, gotta gotta and keep we'll, the friends we'll close. Defend, we'll defend it with his life. Um, well, let's talk about some major relievers. We kind of, as usual, as soon as we go off the air, 
Um, of course. And about Josh Hader and, you know, has really been no Houston rumors about Josh Hader until like one day. You got one day of Houston, Josh Hader rumors, and then the next day, four years, $95 million. Five years, $95 million. Yeah, yeah um, the second biggest relief pitcher contract ever signed. Uh, Edwin Diaz signed a little bit bigger. I know that Hader was looking for that, but like when you don't have any suitors for that and someone comes around going, hey, we'll do five for 93 or 95 or whatever it happens to be, it's pretty easy to say yes then, huh? Yeah, I mean, you don't have much. And don't have much of a choice at that point, don't you think? Houston, I mean, you know, they're making one more push. They're, you know, they've got to make decisions after this year on, uh, uh, you know, the, a lot of those bullpen hands are leaving. So a lot of those guys, I mean, that won't be there next year. Naris, uh, Mayton, uh, who was it we were talking about? Uh, Stanek. Uh, most of those guys probably won't be back in Houston next year. Um, so they made a big splash to really sure up the back end of that bullpen. And, and it really is, I mean, between Abreu and Presley and Hader, that's a really, really quality back half of the bullpen. And, you know, I mean, <laughs> If they can get to the seventh inning with leads, they're going to have a, a real, real good chance at winning a lot of ball games this year. Um, but it does open up decisions that they're going to have to make down the road. You know, tying up a lot of money to a closer. But you know, Altuve, Bregman, Verlander all come off the books next year. So you know, they're going to have to make a decision on who they're going to bring back of those three. Or uh, you know, Verlander may. You know, he may be at the end of his career because he's getting to where he's at, you know, 42, 43 years old now. And, uh, you know, so Houston, they're in a, in a spot where, I mean, I feel like Josh Hader, I know it's a no trade clause or whatever, or he has a full uh, no trade clause or whatnot. But you know, if they do end up not uh, continuing their, their success and they're trying to trade Hader, I don't think it'll be that hard. To, to unload that contract, especially, you know, if it's after 2025 and you got two years behind it, and like if it's a two and a half year take on, you know, I could see that starting to be a real possibility for a team that's looking for a back in the guy. So Houston, I think, you know, it's uh, out of their, uh, you know, I don't know what the word I'm looking for is like their norm normalcy of spending, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta spend a little bit to stay at the top. And, uh, you know, they, they decided this year that Hader was a good fit and we'll see how it works out for him. Yeah. I mean, it felt like a little bit of a, a, a knee jerk kind of thing, you know, like it really felt like a knee jerk. Well, uh, you know, Kendall Graveman, as good as he is as a relief pitcher, he's definitely no uh, Josh Hader. Right. I mean, they, they like, they definitely jumped, jumped like head first in, huh? Yeah. Like they, they really did. And, and again, I'm not, I'm, 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 I'm not, not a fan of the move. Like, I don't think it's a, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it's a bad move, but I don't know how it like, does it really make Houston competitive? I don't, I don't know. I think that's why haters stayed on there. Uh, so much is that I don't know it necessarily that it's the it's the different it's going to be a difference maker um, maybe for a team like Houston where they may have had other needs that um, I don't know I, I digress well, I could I, I, I would say that, you know if if starting pitching if Javier Valdez and Verlander
Verlander and whatever combination of the guys that they use behind that Hunter Brown, um, Irk Woody, a couple other guys, uh, JP France, you know, whatever they use in the, uh, in the rotation this year, they're going to have to be good enough to get them into spots where they can, you know, close those games out. Yeah. And I think, I think they're going to have a nice bullpen. It's going to be a tough one, uh, you know, to, to it's going to be another good year for the Astros. I agree. I think they're going to be a good team. Um, well, what does this now mean? Uh, I got the the relievers that are left out there, and frankly, you know what's funny? Well, let me it just ain't go. bad. No, and in, in the what? Let me just be honest. Like, if the Rangers just turn right around and re-sign Aroldis Chapman and re-sign Jordan Montgomery, like that's exactly what I wanted them to do. I that, that's that's literally what I wanted them to do. So, the possibility still stands that. Um, you know, Jankowski's still out there. Grossman's still out there. So, yeah, I think that there's know. some interesting bullpen pieces that are still out there. Some guys that are a little bit older now. Um, you know, David Robertson's going to be 39 this year. Adam Odovina is going to be 38 this year. So there's some some guys that have been, you know, um. I don't know, kind of like the standard for back into the bullpen guys that are still out there um, based solely on, you know, their age is getting up there a little bit. Same with probably Mark Melanson and uh, 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 I don't know who, uh, you know, Colin McHugh and some of those guys are getting a little bit older. But uh, as far as the top end guys, you know, like you said, you know, Raldis Chapman, um, you know, Hector Neris is still out there. Matt Moore is still out there. Those are probably the guys that are probably going to be getting the most money of of anybody out there. I could see Robertson being on a one-year deal. That might be interesting. Um, I feel like Liam Hendricks had Tommy John last year, right? Mm, And I, I, I can't remember, but I don't see him. Is yeah, he, I think I feel like he had Tommy John last year and he's going to be out most of the year. Um, like we talked about, Stanek and uh, um, Maton from Houston are still out there. Uh, uh, there's other guys that are that are interesting. You know, I mean, there's other guys that have pitched in the big leagues and been successful. Um, a guy like uh, C.J. Edwards is, is interesting. You know, I was in, I was kind of interested in John Brebbia before he signed with the White Sox uh, on Saturday, um, and then what uh, uh, Stevenson, Robert Stevenson, signing with the Angels. I kind of a little bit shocked by that. I thought that he'd go to more of a contender, um, but there's there's guys still available. Um, some of the same guys that you see every year that are available that also get traded at the deadline, like Brad Hand, uh, Jolie Rodriguez, guys like that are still available. So, you know, as we get closer, we'll see which one of these guys get major league contracts and which one of these guys go to camp, you know, looking to, to earn a job. Yeah. So of the guys that are left, give me your, give me your, your top three. Uh, the top three of the guys left, it's, I mean, Chapman, okay. I would say Moore, and probably Hector Neris. I can, I, I, geez, man. Well, that, that I could say those are probably the three. Yeah, uh, that's an automatic thing right there. We, yeah. we agree. 
and and I I mean uh, after that it's it's dicey. You know, Ottavino is one of those guys. Um, you know, Daniel Hudson's a free agent, but I don't know exactly where he stands injury wise. Um, if he's healthy, I might be interested. I saw that Ken Giles and Fernando Rodney are throwing bullpens, trying to get ready for the season and make a big league run. Those guys might be interesting. I know uh, Rodney would be 46 or 47. Um, but Ken Giles is probably still relatively decent, 35 or 36. Um, but, yeah, lots of bullpen guys. Uh, you'll probably see the Rangers as we get closer, sign some more guys to NRIs and guys that are seeing the writing on the wall that there isn't a major league deal out there for them, signing minor league contracts with a with a chance to make the club. Yeah, so it should be really interesting for the Rangers. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you. I like – I like Chapman. I like more. I like Naris. Um, you know, and also we've mentioned it in the past that we both kind of, kind of wouldn't mind seeing what Shintaro Fujinami has. That's another interesting name. Uh, another guy that's interesting that I don't know if he would be out of the bullpen or if he's trying to start ball games is uh, Michael Lorenzen. Okay. Yeah, I know the um, name. And, uh, you know, not. Not top of the rotation guy, not but uh, you know he's kind of been near the bottom of a rotation, but a good hand. Uh, he threw a no hitter last year. Uh, you know, had kind of a resurgence. Got traded in the middle of the season, but didn't even make the rotation out of the uh, uh, out of the seat in the, in the playoffs. So, just an interesting name, though. He can eat innings. He's a quality guy. Could probably get you innings out of the bullpen. I don't know if it would be for Texas, but just another guy to kind of keep your eye on as a, at least a guy that you you've seen around and he's done some stuff in the big leagues. Well, and like for the Rangers, like a guy that can do both might be an ideal situation, right? Like it, it could be, you can get a guy that maybe could start some games for you early. And then, um, you know, as the, as the season rolls on, you, you might have the ability, they might, they might have the ability to, um, you know, switch, switch roles or, or, you know, help out in the bullpen when that becomes, um, you know, more of an, yeah, off- when, that, when that's the time and the time is right or where, when the Rangers get a little bit more healthy, you know, mm-hmm. if you see that and, you know, I think they have so many internal options, on that, that I could, I couldn't see him going to the bull or going to the free agent, going to free agency to get someone like that. You know what I'm saying? Like, if that makes any sense with yeah. Heaney and Dunning and Bradford and the possibilities of seeing Owen White and Jack Leiter this year, um, even, even Zach Kent and Cole Wynn. Um, so, you know, they've got so many arms that it's hard to, it's hard to see them go into free agency to to get to a, a, another arm, you know, like for that kind of role. But for the yep. back end of the bullpen, I could see them maybe going and getting one more piece. Um, it depends on what they think they're going to get from Jonathan Hernandez because you yep. got to remember, you know, you know, we're, we're, we may be last year is very forgettable for – for Jonathan Hernandez, but the year before that was really, really good. And the same with Brock Burke. And, you know, like we always talk about, and we always try and keep that 
you know, that reminder to a lot of people when they get down on a certain player that a bullpen guy can be very year to year and he can be a guy that, you know, I mean, one year doesn't look good and then the next year he comes back out and Brock Burke could be another guy like that that next year could be right back down around a two, two and a half ERA and getting very, very valuable or putting up very, very valuable innings for this Rangers team. Right. I, I think the Rangers have a lot of internal options and I, I do, I do kind of like the approach that they've got going on right now, because I still feel like if you kind of start to see things struggling a little bit, like course correcting won't be that hard with this, with this, um, with this farm system. And uh, you know, no, and we're finally getting to a point in this farm system where all your best players are getting to those higher levels, and it's time to find out about mm-hmm. those guys. Where Whereas the last several years, we haven't really been at that point just yet, and you know we're going to kind of find that out this year, and I think that's a lot of the reason why arms just aren't being heavily pursued by the Rangers and, and their front office right now. And maybe as much as it has to do with Bally's or whatever that might be, it may just have as much to do with like, Hey, we got four starting pitchers at triple a right now with Cody Bradford uh, being a fifth that we got to find something out about these guys. Yeah. I mean, this is the year to find out. So we might as well do that. Um, this is a the time they got plenty of innings that they can use from those guys. If the front part of the, the, the rotation can hold up. I think they got plenty of three, four, five options. And you know what, man? Like teams like Atlanta, um, teams like Philadelphia, um, teams that we're going to talk about today have done that. Like they've relied on really like top heavy rotations. And then they, they kind of just, you know, fill the, fill the, fill the gaps with, with other players. And I think the Rangers um, might, that might not be a bad uh, option for them. So um, do we want to go ahead and just. Uh, well, before we get into that, I, you know, I didn't do it right at the beginning of the show. Like I had oh, been the last couple of days. I wanted to let everybody know that this Friday, January 26th at the Southside Preservation Hall, Matt Warpro is back with Brawl at the Hall mm-hmm. 2. It's going to be a big show. Seven big matches. Main event, Brick Brick Savage versus Damo McCullough in what's only going to be a fist fight. So if you like fist fights, you like good old-fashioned fist fights, come out, check out Brick and Damo on the main event. But don't come for the wrestling, but stay for that free Martin House beer that you're going to get with a free with a ticket purchase. You're also going to have Starry's ice cream back there selling her delicious desserts. And out back, we're going to have hot dogs and burgers from Kelly's Onion Burgers and Big Dogs Hot Dogs. And it's going to be a big time. It's at the Southside Preservation Hall, just a stone's throw south of I-30 on uh, uh, the, the south side of Fort Worth, downtown Fort Worth. So join us Friday, January 26th for Brawl at the Hall 2. Man, it's going to be one heck of a time and uh, really excited about it and can't wait for it. So we're going to take a quick uh, run, take a quick tour out to the East Coast into the Senior League. And we're just going to talk a little bit about the National League East. Uh, We'll try not to get bogged down too much, but, um, you know, Atlanta is obviously at the top of that list. Now, they've got their own issues going on with Bally Sports uh, right now. 
Yeah, kind of, they're kind of, you know, they're kind of in that board where Bally's own their rights, right? Where where they're going to probably end up on the Amazon Prime train. Hmm. Well, they yeah. have they have some free agents that still uh, that that left this year that have not re-signed. Uh, Rangers picked up one of them in Kirby Yates. Uh, they did re-sign Pierce Johnson, Joe Jimenez, and then um, took care of all their arbitration um, cases. Uh, but you know, Atlanta uh, was as disappointing last year as the Dodgers. They best record in the league. Uh, many people think. Uh, they have two of the best players in the league in Matt Olson and Ronald Acuna. Um, I mean, you know, Spencer Strider might be the best young starting pitcher um, in all of the league. And obviously Fangraph sure thinks that he is the best starting pitcher in the league. So, yeah. I mean, a lot to like about this team. Uh, I do like the way that they've kind of built their team too. They built within, but also, uh, you know, smart free agent signings, you know, guys like Charlie Morton. I love those kind of guys The the trade they made for Chris sale. Um, what do you think of Atlanta this year? You, you I, I mean, do you think that this is the year that they oh. together or you think maybe they, they struggle a little bit? Well, they're definitely really solid one through nine with Acuna, Alves, Riley, Olsen, Ozuna, Michael Harris, the second out in center field, Sean Murphy, Jared Kelnick and Orlando Arcia. So, you know, I mean, a lot of all-stars when you talk about those guys, Michael Harris second is one of the better defensive uh, um, center fielders, Matt Olson and what he did last year. It was unbelievable. Um, same with Ronald Acuna. Ozzy Albies is, is really primed for a nice breakout. And, you know, they've got some really good players in that uh in that lineup and then they've got some they've got some really talented people in that uh uh or some really talented pitchers in that rotation with strider and freed and uh then they've got some older guys with morton and sale and then they're going to be relying um a little bit on the young guys until they get healthy i know they're uh they're hoping that ian anderson will make it back at some point this year and fill out that rotation a little bit stronger but they're they're going to be a little thin starting pitching wise uh they've got some good young guys at the uh, minor league level but they're going to be strong i imagine they'll win you know close to 100 games this year and you know, they're going to be a good team. Um, you know, I mean, they've won that division several years in a row. They won a championship in, was that 2021? Uh, so, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot about Atlanta to like, and they're, they're a really good team. And, you know, they're, they're going to be fighting, you know, fighting off those Phillies. Yeah, definitely going to be doing, I mean, it's going to be a, a, a really tough, division out there you know i think michael harris jr kind of gets lost in the shuffle uh with this team i mean he's a very prominent player and uh maybe doesn't get the uh you know kind of the respect that he deserves um arnaud arnaud i don't know how you say his name properly is always the guy you uh don't want to have to face so you know i i, I think atlanta's primed to kind of just really put themselves right back in the mix this year. And uh, they kind of kept most of the band together. And uh, I, I just can't see them competing. The, the big thing for them, as long as everybody stays healthy, uh, you might see another 
um, record record performance. I think uh, a guy they that's going to be really important to them is 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 Sean Murphy going to come back out and be first half Sean Murphy last year, or is he going to be second half Sean Murphy? That's a big question mark for them. And then I would say. You know, Iglesias is really good at the back end of that bullpen, and then they're going to be relying on some young guys and some guys that they went out and traded for. And, uh, you know, we'll just kind of see what uh, what happens with the Braves, but I think they're going to be pretty good again this year. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. Um, and then let's uh, jump right into the team that finished second in this division. Fighting Phils. What's that? The Phillies. Fighting Phils. Fighting Phils and the let's drive up the free agent market every year. Uh, Phillies because they um, obviously signed Aaron Nolan to a big contract. Now Lorenzen, the guy that we had talked about, um, he is a free agent with them, and and they have not shown really any, really any kind of urgency um, in resigning him. So as far oh, as you know, I could I could see the Phillies being a team that if the Rangers don't go ahead and do it, that uh, sign Jordan Montgomery. Hmm. Yeah, I mean because they're they're lacking a little bit at the back end of their rotation. They're 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 going to rely on Christopher Sanchez and Tyjon Walker for probably more than they're capable of doing. And if you uh, if you plug in Montgomery in between Wheeler, Nola, and Suarez, you've got four really really strong pitchers. And you know I could see them still being on the hunt, and I could see them being a team that goes in and makes a move to bring Blake Snell to town too, just to. You know, based on the market and what it's go- what's going on, and you know, maybe if they can get him at the right deal, bringing Blake Snell on too, that or or uh, you know, either one of those uh, big two left out there, I could see the Phillies being in on. I really like Jose Alvarado as closer; he's a really good piece, and you know, their lineup is strong. Their their lineup is strong to quite strong, and mm. you know, I wouldn't be a hundred percent sure that they're done either. Um, they might, they might add something to, to play one of those corner outfield spots or move Kyle Schwarber back to the outfield and, and, and bring one of those DHs on. Big Schwarbino. Well, that's enough. Uh, that's enough airtime for Philadelphia. Anything. Um, let's go. All right. All right. Well, you know, their, their baseball team, it's, it's fun to talk about at least. Yeah. Who we got next for, for you? Um, let, there's a couple teams that I have very little interest in talking about. But the next team, my uh, my uh, what would you call it? Kind of my adopted home for a few years. Uh, okay. Miami, Miami Marlins. Um, just a what a head scratcher of an organization and a head scratcher of a team. Um, nobody, nobody saw them being competitive last year. Probably saw them as a sub five hundred kind of team, and you know they just they they found a way, didn't they? They. And well, they're one of those teams that they they draft and they they you know make the good trades for young players and when they get highly sought after guys and they're not winning, they go ahead and ship them away and get the best return that they could possibly get for them. And it always kind of you know I don't know I, I want to say like every several years it catches up for them and then they make a couple of moves and put themselves in a position like I think last year they went out and got Josh Bell right that was their mm-hmm. their big move to kind of solidify their offense and they're going to be pretty good with the Rs and Bell and Chisholm Jr. and I like Jake Berger he's a pretty good player and they've got some others you know that are young guys that are kind of proving themselves as 
as they go along. And, you know, they went out and um, they went and got Christian Betancourt to give them some depth at catcher. And they've got good starting pitching. And that's still even with uh, Sandy Alcantara probably down for the whole year. They've still got really good starting pitching in Lizardo and Perez and, and Braxton Garrett and, um, they'll, they'll round it out with Edward Cabrera and Trevor Rogers and all those guys are young and they're all in their mid twenties and really, uh, Yuri Perez might just be 20. I'm not sure, but you know, most of those guys are mid twenties guys that are getting their feet wet and they're all pretty good little pitchers. And, and that's kind of how Miami does it. And then they kind of share up their bullpen every year and they've been able to move some guys like AJ Puck to the, the bullpen and he's been able to help and, uh, you know, they've they've been they've done a good job of, of just kind of putting together a squad. Yeah. Yeah, they 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 do. And, and it's just the competitiveness and uh, their coach probably deserves a little bit of a, a of a pat on the back for the work that he did. But, yeah, I mean, their pitching staff right now, I think, is one. I mean, it's just I mean, it's anything. It's nothing short of impressive when you talk about Lazardo. um 20-year-old Yuri Perez, Braxton Garrett, uh, Edward Cabrera, all these guys are are good pitchers. And that's with that's that's with you know they develop well in South Florida. What's that? Yeah, they yeah, they develop well in South Florida. They do a good job in Miami of of of, of always having prospects that are worth something. And you know, it would have been a lot more fun if we were talking about what they're doing with like Jose Fernandez this year. And, you know, I mean, it could have been a real what if in Miami with, with some of the guys that they had there. Yeah. And then that they're back of the bullpen, uh, especially eight, nine guys, Nardi and Scott are well, both seven, eight, nine. Cause puck is a big arm too. Yeah. I mean, they've got some, they got some serious arms in the bullpen. Um, so, and, uh, you know, the lineup is – I honestly love lineups like this, to be completely honest. Like, I love the veteran lineups where you got guys in there that are kind of – I mean, obviously you got Arise who, you know, is kind of got a little bit of star power. Josh Bell, you know, maybe a little bit past his prime. Jazz Chisholm, obviously a, a, a superstar in his own right in, in the making. But after that, you know, it's like a bunch of guys, you know, that, that – Well, and they're, and they're, and they're guys that they – you know, brought up through either trades early in their careers or guys that they brought on that could play major league baseball. And like you were talking about, Schumacher does a really good job there and getting everything that he can from those guys. And, and, you know, everything he could from those guys last year was a playoff spot. Right. Right. No, I agree. And again, look what happens when you've got pitching, you're always competitive. You are yep. no matter what, if you've got pitching and, 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 hitters that can do the thing in the lineup where they don't have to be superstars. You And I imagine that, that Miami has the next round coming. Yeah. You know, I mean, I imagine that, you know, if something bad happens in their rotation, that they've got young pitching that's going to maybe take their lumps this year, but going to be well thought of in the, in the coming years. Absolutely. Well, Hey, um, we, do we have to talk about the Mets? Well, we don't have to, I mean, they're, they are what they are, you know, they're, um, they're the Mets. They've got Lindor and Alonzo and they've got players all around them and McNeil and Nimmo and, and Marte and Alvarez is a good young player and Brett Beatty, the same thing. And, you know, they've got, they're okay. They're, 
uh, I like Singa, you know, I mean, but behind him, it's a lot of question marks, uh, especially Severino and Manaya, And then they really, you know, they're going to be hoping from good young players and they've got a good back into the bullpen. If Diaz is healthy and, you know, that's all we got to really say. Right. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad you, you did it. Cause I just don't have really, yeah, I got no, I got no real, real. Uh, I, I don't know that they're going to be a bad team. It could fortunes could change for them real fast. And you just never know. Well, how about let's talk about and close it up with the Washington nationals. Now, when they play, when we played them last year, um, you know, definitely an incomplete team. Like you can tell they definitely have got some holes, but I also felt like they were, they were still impressive in a lot of ways. And especially when it's talking about um, the bullpen, I, I really like their bullpen. Um, I do think they've got some nice young uh, players in their lineup. Um, especially like that shortstop. He was, he was a lot of fun to watch. Um, yeah. CJ Abrams is a, is a good player and he's young. He's still like 23 years old. And, mm-hmm. uh, Lane Thomas is a pretty good player. He was a, a Cardinal farmhand that uh, didn't quite work out there, but starting to bloom into his own in Washington. And mm-hmm. you know, Joey Manessis has a bunch of power at first base. Is he the guy that hit like three homers against him? Yeah. 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 He just <laughs> killed. What was a Heaney? Like, I mean, he just murdered him. It was, it was not a good day. And that was what they, we caught the nationals when we were really struggling last year too. And, and they put it on Texas, I think two out of three and, they got some young guys that are unproven. Senzel's going to get an opportunity to play probably a lot of third base this year. And, you know, they're going to take their lumps, but they do have a good bullpen. Harvey and those guys are really good. Finnegan, Harvey, Rainey. Yeah, yeah. And um, <coughs> I, I think, you know, obviously they've, uh, you know, got a couple of young arms at the top of the, at the top of the rotation, but definitely – um, that bullpen, man, like I, I, I wouldn't mind seeing a couple of those guys find their way uh, to the Rangers, maybe uh, come trade deadline or uh, something like that, because uh, those yeah. were li- those guys were electric. And don't don't be surprised if their rotations better this year, because those guys are starting to get a little bit older. And, mm-hmm. you know, Mackenzie Gore and Jake Irvin have been good in the past and, uh, you know, um, they still are carrying Patrick Corbin, but you know, it is what it is. That's one of those things where when you're good and you're competing, you take on free agents that sometimes you got to eat those contracts late in their careers and they go out there and S the bed every time they go out and pitch. But you know, you gotta, you gotta eat that because that guy helped you win a world championship. I, I, I actually very much, and you know, I do like, I very much respect uh, that kind of thing and and you never know like pitch starting pitching is just as unpredictable after you know you got your ace guys that are yearly are pretty good well, and yeah and he's only 35 or 34 yeah, I mean, it's not like it's out of the realm of possibility that he can't put it back together no guys have made like guys have made careers from 30 look at uh morton in atlanta like guys oh, make very careers. true from 35 to 40. Yeah, between Atlanta and Tampa Bay, he really revived things and, and got it back together. Yeah, so if Corbin gets healthy, you know he's got – he knows how to pitch. Um, so you, you just never know with a guy that's already done it before. So, um, well, hey. That's a jaunt through the NL East. And we did. We'll, uh, what's that? That was pretty good. 
Yeah, no, I thought it was, uh, you know, last year we just did previews of the, the leagues. I thought we could expand it out some more this year. I mean, we actually kind of, I feel like this is, you know, something we should do. Like talk about all the teams going into the league and, and we'll finish up with the uh, a preview of the the uh, National League West at some point in February. Mm. <laughs> well, hey, uh, before we jump into our last quick little segment, um, and we add a couple of more names to our uh, top well, names in the organization. Our famous name game. Yeah, the name game. Uh, before we hop into that, let me tell you real quick about our exclusive content. It's called Down on the Farm with the Boys. We cover all things Rangers, minor league. Right now, I'm telling you, there is a plethora of content uh, in our ex- in our exclusive content. Man, you can go in and get a deep dive of every single level from 2023 and learn. Get all caught up on what happened with the Rangers uh, at every farm level in 2023. We have our top 40 prospect list has come out. And so you're going to be able to know where our top 40 prospects, where we rank the top 40 prospects in the Rangers organization. Plus, we give you a bonus five in there. We're right now going through uh, starting pitchers for each level and making sure you guys know who they are. The next one will be Down East Wood Ducks, which will be a good one because you're going to get some new names in there, names you probably haven't heard. So even if you've been following along with us for the the last uh, 365 days, you're going to get some new names in there. Also, we just did our international signing, so we're going to take time over the next few weeks to kind of give you a little bit of a, of a taste of who each of these guys are, what their implication, what implications they bring to the team and how they might, uh, traje- you know, what their trajectory might look like, how long maybe till we get to see some of them at the big leagues. So a lot going on down on the farm go to our website www.texasrangerswiththeboys.com all one word or you can go to our spotify page and subscribe it's just a dollar 99 a month you can make us your one-stop shop for all things rangers organization wide and make it the best 24 dollars you spend in 2024 so go check spoiler yeah spoiler on uh on this week's texas rangers with the boys offshoot down on the farm we're going to start our top 10 prospects at each position list going into uh, spring training in the season. So we're going to take a little bit of time to go over right-handed starting pitchers, left-handed starting pitchers, uh, catchers, and all, and so on all through the, the lineup as we, uh, as we get closer to the season, just something to add to the down on the farm show to, you know, give people a little bit more about this farm. Love it. Love it. Well, let's get into these names. Um, right now, we've got our we got four names down. Um, we got six to go. We're gonna add two more names to our top names in the organization. Um, strong names, strong names. I'm gonna go first because I'm gonna drop a name that they know, and I know you got somebody that they maybe don't know, and uh, that'll help us get to learn a little more about another player in this organization. But first. We've kind of given them our, our like, like our own nickname. Um, so, you know, in the professional world, we have a guy, his name is Abdullah the Butcher. Oh, yes. All-time famous guy. And everybody calls him Abby for short. So we got our own Abby uh, on Texas, on Texas, on the Texas Rangers uh, in their farm system. 
and he's you know he's a big guy. I mean, he's not big, not as big as Ab- Abdullah, but he's, well, yeah, but like nineteen sixty seven Abdullah. Yeah, I mean, he's a big boy though. Abimelech's about two sixty. Yeah, yeah, that's probably what Abdullah was whenever yeah. he was twenty one years old. And I mean, he butchers fastballs that come right down the middle. That's so, very true. So, are are are, are, are you implying that? That the Texas Rangers have their own butcher. Yeah. Abimelech. Abimelech the Butcher Ortiz. I like it. Yes. Abby. We'll, we'll pass that on to, to Tepid and those guys to <laughs> see if we can get that caught up. Absolutely. So my name, my addition to the name is Abimelech Abby the Butcher Ortiz is on our, is that's my guy, strong name, strong player. And kind of becoming a favorite around here uh, uh, with the boys. Yeah, and I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna go in a whole different route. I'm gonna talk about a guy that has only been a Ranger for one week, mm. and we're we're talking about Curly Martha. Oh, that's a that's just a beautiful name. If you're a if you're if you're a Little League World Series fan and you keep up with the Little League World Series, you'll remember Curly Martha from the Curacao team. Several years ago, he went off, looked like a man amongst boys. And, uh, you know, uh, apparently so there was some truth to that because uh, as he goes into being, what, like 16 years old, he's the number 23 prospect in on the international scene this past year. And uh, he decided to come aboard with the Texas Rangers. And, uh, you know, that's just a name that we need in our life. Curly Martha, he's a, he's a shortstop. Um, you'll be getting familiar with him this year. He's going to probably just murder that Dominican summer league. Well, and, and it's not, he sounds like a, like a 1920s hitman or something, you know, like, like I was thinking that like, yeah, like, or like, a, uh, like, uh, what, what did they used to call that? Like a vaudeville, like yep. a vaudeville, uh, yep, like curly. the bad guy in a vaudeville movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, that's that's Curly Martha. Yeah, it's, it's Curly. Curly, come over here, Curly. Yeah, yeah, Curly, come here, see. Curly. <laughs> oh man, we are. I absolutely... don't have it in me, but uh, I, I try. I did. I did what I could there for Curly Martha. But that's a that's another name that we're gonna add. We're up to six, mm-hmm. so that means we've got what two more episodes where we'll we'll add names, and then on Friday we'll unveil the the top ten names in the texas rangers organization according to us and us only yes yes which is literally what... just us no yeah. one else cares about this at all within the organization just no. us no but but that's what makes it kind of cool anyways um well hey thanks everybody for tuning in we appreciate it thanks for spending another monday uh monday morning drive with us uh on your way to wherever you go in the mornings and uh you know talking about the texas rangers with us Hey, Kev, I had some birthday shout-outs. Oh, we got birthday shout-outs? I got some birthday shout-outs for today. Uh, yesterday was Rusty Greer's 55th birthday. So, Rusty, if you're listening, happy 55th birthday. And a special happy birthday to Johnny Oates in heaven today. Mm. Uh, yesterday. Johnny Oates was my favorite Rangers manager up until Bruce Bochy showed up about a year ago. Um, so... Uh, the just a quick birthday before we get out of here. Some Rangers birthdays, and we don't normally do that, but those are some really special Rangers to kids that grew up in the nineties. Love it, love it. Well, hey, 
Don't forget to check us out on social media, TX Rangers WTB. Don't forget to check out our website, TexasRangersWithTheBoys.com. All one word. Where you can subscribe to our exclusive content down on the farm with the boys where we cover all things Rangers, minor league. Thank you for following us on your favorite podcasting platform. For the 300-pound animal, this is your boy, Kev. We are Texas Rangers with the boys, signing out.